Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I think one of the things that she kind of confused, and we've talked about it too openly, that she goes, it's easier for you. I'm like, no, it's not easier for me. I started way earlier. It's the battle happened since I was like, I don't know, 15, 16, oh. and it went on and mm-hmm. on and on and yeah. on, and it's still going on till this day. In five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another brand new episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. If you are a first-time listener, well, guess what? I'm introducing you to the new fucking studio space. I'm over here with Studio 71. Shout-outs to them right there. Genius Brain, new studio. I don't have to edit my own shit. I got Robin Couch in the back. Hell yeah. And we have Julia Chow here oh, today. Thank you. Thank you. Julia, it's been so long since you've been on this podcast. Your hair I is know. blue as ever, you Pokemon freak. Yeah. I, I yeah. hung out with this girl the other day. And this bitch <laughs> came in a Pikachu tank top. I was like, yo, where the fuck did you buy this shit? Did I come in a Pikachu tank top? You had top? a Pikachu jersey. You, uh, don't, you don't even watch anime like that. What are, you, what are you talking about? Wait, what do you mean a Pokemon jersey? I think the last time I talked to you, the, we hung out was when we were walking out. No, the- fool. You met up at Jumia Rolling Heights. <laughs> what, are, what are you talking oh, about? <laughs> I don't remember what I wore that day. You wore a yellow <laughs> Pikachu jersey. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. My that's true. fucking word, that's dude. That's true. It was a. Uh, created by Creators Guild, by the way. It's really nice. No, we were talking about it uh, on the way here. Yeah. One of the craziest fucking car accidents happened, not not on the road to us, but oh, yeah. in L.A. I'm not sure if you guys saw this on the news, but there was a lady mm. who drove on an in an intersection, straight blasted through the intersection at like 100 miles per hour yep. and fucking smashed into like two cars and it exploded on site. And of course, when something like this happens, who who doesn't die? The driver. The person who's the fucking driver. So I was reading up about this the other day and yeah. she was trying to commit suicide. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. her fucking boyfriend dumped her, dude. But, like, is that confirmed, though? Because, the, the, like, from what I've seen, the sources is from her friend. It was like, oh, yeah, you know, she's having a rough patch with her boyfriend. And then there was speculation. Like, I've seen, like, I think a few TikTok videos where, like, people are saying, if you zoom in on the surveillance footage and you uh, look into, like, the, I guess, the car that she was driving. She was eating a you burrito. See, you see no. a little, like, 
dot like outside the window that consistently follows the car. So people are speculating that it's her arm that was out as she was FaceTiming her boyfriend and saying, I'm going to fucking do it. That's what people are speculating is that she was like literally FaceTiming her boyfriend and trying to, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true at all, but people are going ham on like figuring out what happened and like what that dot is and like if her arm was actually really sticking out and if she really did it to commit suicide because her boyfriend dumped her. That's, I, I have never heard of that theory. That's fucking nuts. Gotta go on TikTok. Oh, That's that. okay. Don't worry about yeah. that shit. This ain't JK News. Oh, sorry. We're gonna have a couple of ding dongs every now and then. Sorry. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Like when I saw that video, because yeah. I think um, a woman who was pregnant died, right? Yes. Uh, a woman who was pregnant died. Her husband and I think like her kid in the back also died too. <gasps> so entire family died. So six people died and then eight people were injured and she was left with like an arm guy that. She like uh, left with an injured arm. And I guess like that arm was also the one that people are speculating that she had outside the window. That's fucking yeah. trippy, dude. I've, you know what? I, I actually had a conversation with like um, uh, a buddy of mine. He's a doctor. And he was telling me that uh, he deals with like a lot of female patients who have if his female patients versus his male patients, like when they get to know them and when you're like a general physician, you know, you have conversations with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, he says a lot of these patients have to go through, like female patients who are going through a lot have a lot of like suicidal uh, ideations compared mm-hmm. to his, compared to men. I'm not sure if that's like statistically true or not, yeah. but that's pretty fucking nuts. Because yeah. I've, I've said this on this podcast before. I've never, ever thought about killing myself. Mm-hmm. I've never had that thought. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it feels like to to be in a position where you feel like you want to take your life, especially for something like, I don't know, getting dumped, right? right, right. Which that probably is just a catalyst for, you know, something completely else, so something yeah. else outside of just the breakup. But that's pretty fucking crazy. But I kind of, I mean, but like also keep in mind though that she works in the medical field and the past two years have been crazy. <sighs> Yeah, you're, I mean, you're surrounded uh, with like, a lot yeah. of deaths. Yeah, yeah, and especially because of uh, uh, COVID and stuff. Yeah, which shout outs to COVID got me twice. You stupid <laughs> sons of bitches, fucking got me twice. <laughs> shout out to my friend Eunice who gave it to me. You stupid <gasps> super spreader idiot. She fucking gave me. Did COVID. she know? She didn't know that she was. Uh, uh, she didn't feel symptomatic at all. Mm-hmm. But you know, she's kind of like in the in like the film industry, so she's traveling yeah. around a lot. Yeah, and then uh, she messaged me when I. So I already left to Sacramento to see my parents. Yeah. So I was in Sacramento and she goes, hey, just to let you know, I found out I have COVID. Oh. So, uh, but I messaged her, I was like, I already have it, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so you were the one that fucking gave it to me, you super spreading bitch. <laughs> but it, was, uh, it wasn't that bad the second time around. Yeah. I uh, literally, I, the only reason why I thought I had COVID was because I took two naps and I never take naps. I don't get, I'm not sleeping like that. Like I have trouble sleeping. So when I took those two naps, it felt odd, like my something was off. Yeah. I took the test. I saw a very faint second line. I'm like, COVID. I fucking have COVID, dude. But it wasn't bad though. The first time yeah. I, I literally thought I was gonna die. I remember that. I remember I, I messaged you about it and you're like, dog, I'm in a hotel right now and I'm crying because I can't taste anything. Dude, not even that. I just couldn't go anywhere. So I would just w- watch people from the, from the window. Yeah. And then Pasadena went on lockdown. So my mm. only source of entertainment was people watching. <laughs> so. <laughs> there, was no, there was nobody to look at anymore, so I cried. I'm like, I, 
That was my only source of entertainment. <laughs> you told me you cried because you couldn't taste anything that anymore. That's all of it all together. The idea behind that was, okay, uh-huh. I caught COVID. Uh-huh. Fine. Whatever. I get to be away from the lady a little bit. I'm going to book this nice-ass hotel in Pasadena. And I'm just going to Postmates food. Yeah. I'm going to Postmates food. And then I'm going to jack off. And I'm going to feel fantastic. Mm-hmm. I get there. I order a fat burger. I get uh, chicken wings, right? Okay. I get these lemon pepper chicken wings. I get the blue cheese dressing on the side. I get their their bacon double cheeseburger or whatever for fat burger. I sit down. I have the Sprite. I drink the Sprite. I'm like, ah, they didn't put enough syrup in this shit. Tastes whatever. Fine. Mm-hmm. I eat the wings. I'm like, ah, oh, these wings are fucking bland. Yeah. And then I go take a bite, a, a, a third bite, and then no taste. <gasps> so it my taste literally disappeared as I was eating. Yeah. So it went from, oh, this soda doesn't taste like anything. They forgot to put syrup in it. Oh, these wings are kind of whack. Bit into the burger, nothing. Oh, my gosh. No taste. And I fucking freaked out. <laughs> I'm like, so now all I have is jacking off. But then guess what? I had body aches. I had a fever. Couldn't even jack off. Everything was taken from me. Couldn't go outside. I couldn't people watch. Nothing. I was so fucking sad. The first thing I tasted, banana pudding. It was on day seven. Oh, okay. And then... I could barely taste it, like a faint. So, so what did so throughout the time where you couldn't taste? How did you eat? Like, do, did you just force oh. yourself to eat? Like, was that really hard for you? One thing I can let you guys know: if you ever get COVID, your skin's gonna look super good, dude. <laughs> what? Because all you're doing is drinking water and you're eating healthier things because you want to speed up the recovery. Well, or? because the thing about that is this: is you. Eat food for pleasure, right? right Which is yeah. why somebody who's a fat fuck like me, mm. I eat out of joy. Well, when you don't have taste, there's no joy to it. So the only thing that you're left with is how the food makes you feel. So oh. the foods that, because you're not tasting anything. Right, right, right. And you're only looking for texture. What has texture? Yeah. Fucking salad, fruits, right? <laughs> it's very hydrating. <laughs> and then all these foods that are less greasy, not yeah. fried or whatever, there's no point in me getting fried food. I can't even fucking taste it. Why would I eat it? I guess that makes sense that you still have sensation. Yeah, that so that's the only thing you're see. looking for. Mm. And then there's no point in eating chips. And the reason why, once again, is because you're only left with how the food makes you feel. Yeah. So when I ate chips, because I didn't have taste, it was only the the chips didn't make me feel good. Ew, I can imagine just being really crunchy and soggy all and of it's a sudden. And greasy. You just, take, you just feel the grease in your mouth I see. with no taste. So there's nothing to balance any of that shit out. So I just naturally were, was eating less calorically dense food and just food with higher nutrition. Oh. And then I lost like 10 pounds. Yeah. And then my skin was amazing. I remember I just looked at my skin one day and I went, holy shit, you are beautiful. Like, look at this fucking just... And, you should have you you shot a skincare ad. I should have. They would pay me or give me some fucking yeah. money, dude. Yeah. We were talking about it in the car, but you said that you were, uh, you were uh, going through therapy now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell of people during pandemic started going through therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is a good thing just because, you know, I think that a lot of us, we don't ever get to think about our own thoughts and kind of, you know, when I was learning through, uh, I forgot, it's like, you know, different levels of like attachment, how people deal with issues. Right. But I feel like a majority of the people that I know are typically very, very avoided. Like they don't, they'll kind of dance around these issues because they don't have to. So like with pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, it happened to a lot of couples and I knew a lot of couples who split. Yeah. Um, like I, I've talked about on the podcast where me and Mariel, we had to be faced with each other a lot. Right. So because during this time, 
she and I didn't see each other much in the first place, even when we lived in the same house, because she was always working. And then at the time, the job that she was working at, it was just always long fucking hours. Mm -hmm. And then I was traveling around doing send foods. So we would barely see each other. So a lot of the issues that we had, we didn't have to deal with. Oh, it was like always postponed until the next time. It didn't postpone. We just didn't know that there were so many things we didn't like about each other. Oh, I see. And so when we had to sit there every day and I was at the house and I was doing things that she didn't like, for example, it would be like there'd be dishes in the sink or all this other stuff. But by the time she would come home from work, I was, it would already be clean, but I would wait off until like before she comes and then I do it. So I kind of stack it up and then wash it. Mm -hmm. But when she's at the house every day, she just looks at it. She goes, he didn't clean his dishes. But in my mind, I'm like, no, it's going to be clean, but you weren't here before. So by the time you came home, it was all done. Right. So there were these little small things that would add up. And then we found out that there was other small things that we didn't like. And then we we were faced with this idea of like, oh, shit, there's I fucking don't like you. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like I don't like you at all. And uh, Mary, Mariel started going to therapy during a pandemic and it helped her out a lot. Yeah. yeah, Because she didn't really I think a lot of people don't believe in the power of therapy. Um, only because like therapy has like a weird feeling behind it. I mean, you know, something's wrong with you or like confronting every issue you have in your life. A lot. I, and listen, <laughs> listen, like that's the hard part with yeah, therapy, that right? Yeah, that is the hard part, yeah. Having to be vulnerable enough to talk to somebody that you don't know, which, which honestly is the best because you don't have to worry about them judging you. Right. And then having to sit there and fix the problems that you know have been there for a very long time, but you didn't want to face. Right, exactly. Because if you have that avoidant behavior, mm-hmm. You just, you can, you can dodge it all the fucking time. Dude, that's like literally what I was just telling. So like, I wanted to go just so I can like put like my best foot forward, right? Like trying to live my best life, you know? But like, what, what is, what is going up with me? What can I improve on, right? And I think like one of the things that have been like really frustrating for me was that like, I, I have an idea of like what kind of relationship I want with my parents. And Mm -hmm. I feel like. It's kind of hard to do that without having to like just swallow your feelings a lot of the times. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, another part was just like me getting frustrated about like, you know, I say a lot of things and I say things out loud because I want to have meaning to it. But then like I can't seem to like follow through with it. Right. So like, you know how all the bajillion times that I've like filmed with you, David, I'd be like, yeah, check out my YouTube channel. But then like I never like actually like I maybe I post like one or two, but like in like what, how many years? Right. Yeah. yeah, And I just kind of felt like. I say it because I really mean it, but then like a part of like, I'm like, I feel like I'm halfway there. Like I have it, but then like, I just need to finish the rest of the half to it. And like, I just couldn't, I just didn't know why. Right. Like I didn't know what was like preventing me from like getting to that other half. And so, um, going to therapy about that, she was just like, it seems like you're just avoiding a lot of certain feelings. And I was like, feelings, huh? (laughs) She was just like, yeah, like, it just seems like, because, like, um, a thing that I tend to do is I, I talk myself out of it, like, a lot of things, right? Where it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, I want to I wanna do YouTube video. And then, like, as I'm, like, doing it, it's like, oh, I don't know about this. Like, maybe I should change it like that. And then, like, I make it way more complicated than it needs to be. And then I just end up not doing it because I was like, whatever, man. Like, at this point, I'm <laughs> like, I can't do it. Like, I'm overwhelmed now at this point. And with my parents, it's like, well, it's mainly, like, with my mom. Like, my dad, he's pretty chill for the most part. Like, he just he's very supportive and he's like, you know, like I want you to do whatever you want to do. And then with my mom, it's like, she like nitpicks at me for like a lot of things. I mean, like it, it, 
I feel like it's expected to happen because, you know, I am still like her child and like I'm living at like home. Right. And I'm sure that, you know, she has like her home, like she wants her home to be a certain way. But I think it also hurts to see her child like not necessarily taking care of herself really well. And I think like. Do, do you feel um, and I think I've, I've seen this theme so much with uh, young Asian girls mm. where do you feel that when you set boundaries with your mom? that you feel like you're being a bad daughter? Oh, of course, 100% of the time. Yeah, like I, yeah. I've i heard that so often. Like yeah. Not being able to stand up to your parents because you feel like you're fa- you're failing your parents as a good kid. Like yeah. I'm a good kid, mm-hmm. so when my parents tell me to do something, I do it. And when you don't do that, even if it hurts you, yeah. it makes you feel... It's weird because it makes you feel good that you're being a good child, but being a good child takes away from your humanity, right? right? You being an adult, because at a certain point when you're an adult, you have to make your own choices. Yeah, yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. My lovely genius brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by Fume. Ever try to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've been there too. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. It's not about giving up. It's about switching up, baby. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. What is Fume, you ask? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy. I keep one in my car just because I'm a fidgety guy. And guess what? I'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor, my friends. Nothing bad for you in there. And definitely, definitely fun to use. My friends, start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash genius and getting the journey packed today. Fume is giving the listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code genius to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Start the good habit at tryfume.com slash genius to save 10% off the journey pack today. Hey all, it's David So, and if you want to listen to Genius Brain without ads, now you can. Just go to geniusbrain.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting my show too. That's geniusbrain.supercast.com. Thanks. And... um. Like I, a lot of like Asian homegirls like dealt with this, mm-hmm. right? I'm a good girl. 
I've always been a good person. I'm I'm a good girl. If I talk back to my parents, then I'm a bad person. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and I just remember like just trying to set boundaries with my mom, even prior to therapy, like, you know, I would usually like just throw a fit, right? But then after I throw the fit, I'm like, oh, I just feel like a fucking brat because like I just mm. threw a fit and I was angry at her when maybe like she had a valid point, right? Mm -mm. And I, I just feel like, like, okay, so one of the, the, the more reoccurring things is like the amount of food that I eat, right? I think I eat just fine. Like, I'm not trying to, like, skimp out or anything. It's just that if I'm full, I'm full, right? Like a normal human being. <laughs> like, if I'm full, I'm full. <laughs> but, like, Not yeah. an Asian household. <laughs> uh, let me tell you. Look at that plate. What, you're not eating this plate? Yeah. What? You have any idea how many hours I spent? I raised this pig outside myself. I slaughtered it. I slaughtered this pig for you to make this fucking dumpling and you're not going to eat it? Well, yeah, I guess you fucking don't love me. Let me tell you, there was a time when Jesus I went Christ. in Japan in my sophomore year of college with mm -hmm. like a, a friend of mine and we stayed at like uh, an onsen, right? Or mm -hmm. ryokan, I don't know how you pronounce it. But like it was an onsen, but they also had like a meal, right? It was a feast. It was like a huge ass meal. Like it just kept bringing food in, 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 in all the time. And I just remember thinking like, oh my God, how is two people going to finish eating this thing we managed to do it and I just remember at the end of the meal I was like gotta thank my mom for prepping me for like these 21 years of my life uh, I wouldn't have been able to finish this food without her it was like the training of it all was that like she wanted us to eat so much food that in order to get through it it was just speed like you just had to eat you just had to eat really fast before you get full Jesus. Yeah, and so like because my mom like you know if there was like a little bit of leftovers left she was like oh no like it's not gonna be good like just finish it and you're just like literally forcing yourself to finish it right and yeah. so she's done that with everybody in the family like everybody right got to the point where it was like sending me mixed signals as a kid where um, my mom was like oh you should eat 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 right and I'm like okay I'm eating right and then like I see my grandma on my mom's side and she's like oh you're so fat and I'm like. Great. You know, like I'm listening to my mom and I'm eating and my mom's not saying that I'm fat, but you grandma's there saying that I'm fat. And then it just kept happening. And then like, I think I remember like when going on a road trip up to NorCal to visit like my mom's side of the family, my mom was like, oh, you should eat this. And I was like, no. And then because I was already preparing myself for like thinking about like what my grandma would say, right? He's like, oh, you're so, so fat. And I was like, well, I'm sure I'm fucking fat. And I, like, just ate all the car right over, you know? Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. But, but obviously like it was just, it's just such a battle with my mom about it, right and I know that she means well right like I think moms preparing food for their kids is like a really strong love language for them where mm -hmm. it's just like like I cook this food for you because I want you to be healthy and I want to be able to nourish you right but like after a certain point in time I'm like I'm too full you're gonna make me throw up yeah, yeah <laughs> at yeah, this yeah, point yeah. right and I just remember like I would have these bickering moments with my mom and like my brother like who's been living up in NorCal for like 10 years like he'll come back down like once a year or so right and this fight just happened like when he was down here and he told me, he's like, hey, don't talk to mom like that. And I was like, oh, excuse me, bitch. <laughs> yeah. You haven't been living with mom this in fucking entire fucking time. And I was like, as like, you have the fucking audacity to tell me not to tell mom that I'm full and yeah. that I can't eat anymore. And I'm drawing this boundary and I'm being mean on purpose because she's not listening to me. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And then in recent times. Because, like, he moved back down, and now he's dealing with my mom a lot more. Um, oh, he, he knows what's up now. <laughs> dude, he does know. And he was actually telling my sister-in-law, 
And my sister-in-law told me, she's like, you know, I think you'll be happy to hear this, but your brother now appreciates the work that you've done. <laughs> like, to well, set that yeah. boundary with I your mean, mom. I mean, like, setting boundaries with parents is it's very, very difficult. Yeah. There's, like, this whole... And I think, too, it gets harder as you get older, too, because you start becoming a more empathetic person as you get older. Mm-hmm. Like, you start to understand that your parents are people. They have their own needs, their own wants. And, yeah. you know, that empathy sometimes starts to eat away at you because because you understand their plight, because you understand what they're going through. You understand why that they're giving you all this food. You just say, okay, I'm just going to have to deal with this, mm-hmm. right? And then you start going through this whole psychological battle where you go, they're not going to be around here for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So I should always just make them happy. The hard part about that, too, is that I think, yeah, that's true to a certain extent. But at what point does it become where it takes away from you? Because, yeah, they have a limited time on this earth. Well, so do we. Yeah. And so for the next 20 years, are you going to take away this important thing from you your whole life, these 20 years of your life just to make this one person happy. Right. But the reality of the situation is that they can also still be happy and so can you. Mm-hmm. And there's a better solution than just having to listen to them all the fucking time. Yeah. And I think for Mariel, she also had issues with her mom too and setting those boundaries. And mm-hmm. for her, I think one of the things that she kind of confused, and we've talked about it too openly, that she goes, it's easier for you. I'm like, no, it's not easier for me. I started way earlier. It's the battle happened since I was like, I don't know, 15, 16. Oh. And it went on mm-hmm. and on and on and yeah. on. And it's still going on till this day. Yeah. I was like, the difference is, is I started really early. Yeah. And so, you know, she, I was like, you weren't. And I had to tell like, look, you weren't around when my father kicked me out of the house because I wasn't a good son. Mm-hmm. And I had to live outside. I didn't, didn't talk to my parents for two years. But because of that major fight that happened, just to shorten the story up. It yeah. t- my father had to realize that, listen, and my mom told him this because she was very, very good about this. She goes, listen, like if you want to have a relationship with your son, you're going to have to let go of the fact that you're, you just always want to control him. Mm-hmm. He goes, if you wanted a Korean American child then you sh- or a Korean child, you, we should have stayed in Korea. Yeah. But he's a Korean American and he has all these wants and needs and all this other stuff that he, want, mm-hmm. that he wants to do. But you don't want to do that because you have an idea and a lifestyle built for him. Yeah. Well, if that's the lifestyle that you wanted, we should have never came here. And that's your responsibility. Mm. And so, but it took a long time. That's like a year and a half of not talking to him, you know, and just disappearing and kind of doing my own thing. So that was really, really fucking hard. Um, But having to set those boundaries early on. And by the way, even afterwards, I moved back in the house and we kind of reconciled a lot of our stuff. It didn't fix it immediately. We fought, we cried, we yelled at each other, like screamed at each other, broke things for another like six, seven years. Mm -hmm. And then only until like, I say about like, six years ago or so, we yeah. haven't really gotten into fights. Yeah. But it took that boundary setting of me saying like, listen, I understand you you have this, but you can't do this to me anymore. Yeah. And like one of the first boundaries that I set with my parents, my dad had a, he had this uh, habit of calling me stupid. Mm-hmm. And I told him like, the reason why I stopped talking to him for about a year and a half, because I set this boundary with him. I said, hey, do say whatever you want, be mad at me, whatever, frustrated. Don't ever call me stupid. You call me stupid, you'll never see me again. Yeah. Well, he called me stupid one more time, and that's why I left the house. Mm. But he, I called his bluff. He didn't think that I would do that, right? right? Because I'm his son. I own you. I, you do as I tell you to mm-hmm. because I always know what's best for you. Well, if he knew what was best for me, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. And uh, when we had another, our last, our last major, major fight was because he, 
you know, parents tend to have a selective memory, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yep, yep. You they know, sure do. They lot, sure do. A lot of the shit that they do to you, they go, that never happened. Oh, God. And then how fucking mad does that make you feel? It makes you feel fucking infuriated yeah, because yeah. it's super dismissive of all this shit that you've been dealing with mentally. And they go, that never fucking happened. Yeah, I know. And so my dad... Oh, no. He basically said, like, listen, like, oh, you wouldn't have been a comedian if it wasn't for me. And then that <gasps> shit set off this whole fucking I chain. Hate that. I hate when they try <laughs> to take credit for the things that you do. And you're just like, mm. Yeah. Mm. But in some way, I mean, like, do I you get think? It. Do you think? No, there's, no, listen. My father is a great man. Yeah. Right? Um, always, always his intentions and what he wants for me is yeah. always in the right place. Right? Um. And I had a lot of behaviors when I was younger that made him concerned for me. Mm. So his level of protecting me was too much. Yeah. So for example, my dad had this habit of not allowing me to try things. Yeah. Because if I would try to do something and it wasn't done in the way that he wanted it done, yeah. mm -hmm. he would be like, you don't know what you're doing. Let me do it. Yeah, yeah. But when you do that to your kids, specifically like Asian parents do this a lot, or it might be an immigrant thing. Maybe it's because they like being in that role of being in charge or they want the, the, what's best for their kids. Mm -hmm. You kind of handicap your kid. Yeah. I didn't know how to do so many things going into my 20s because my father would call me stupid, push me aside, and he would just do it for me. Yeah, and yeah. I got tired of that. I'm like, listen, just let me fucking do it. Let me <laughs> fail. Let yeah. me try. And the funny thing is, is that the, the part that made me really infuriated was that he used to get mad at me because I wouldn't I wouldn't know how to do things. Oh my goodness. And I'm yeah. like, it's because of you. Like you yeah. won't let me try. Let me fucking fail. And the funny thing is, is that he instilled that quality in me. Yeah. But he would get mad at me for doing the quality that he instilled in me. Yep. So I'm like, oh, this is so confusing. <laughs> You're in a catch-22. I've, I've had arguments with my mom like that before. And mm -hmm. I was just like, just let me then let me make mistakes. Just let me do it, mom. Just let me do it. And she was like, I don't want you to do it because I want you to get it right the first time. And I was like, why is that so bad? It's like, why is it so bad to just fail? She was like, because I've been through that and I don't want you to go through that. And I was like, oh, but... But like, I feel like the situation is different, you know? Yeah. And so like, you know, they obviously, you know, me and my mom still like fight about that, you know, or it's just like, I want to still be able to do my own things. But then I think for her, like she has a preference of like what she wants me to do. The hardest part about those conversations too is like, just when they say, oh, it's not so much that we know what's best for you. It's more along the lines of, I just, I don't want you to feel this pain or, or whatever, but yeah. it's like, listen, you know, my mom came to that realization earlier than my dad did. Mm -hmm. And it, it happened in the way and I, I kind of realized this when she would talk to me about, uh, relationships. Yeah. And when she started to realize that I was my own individual and she couldn't really control me only because she realized that I'm a mirror, like a spinning image of her. She <laughs> yeah. goes, Oh, he's going to do what he wants. This yeah. is who I am. Yeah. Uh, this is a child that I raised. Yeah. So, and you know, my mom would say this in Korean, she goes, which means like, you only, you only inherited all my worst qualities. <laughs> you know what I mean? uh -huh. She goes, how is it that you have all my worst qualities, but none of my, none of my best qualities, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it's true. So she kind of understood that he has to find his own way. Mm -hmm. He's going to have to do his own thing. And yeah. my mom, and I kind of realized that when I asked my mom, when I was, I was single at the time and mm -hmm. she said, and I asked her, I was like, oh, you want me to be with a Korean girl? She goes, no, it would be nice. But. At the end of the day, I'm not going to be here forever. I'm right. going to die. 
And so you are going to just be left with your own life choices and the people that you're married with. I'm not yeah. married to the woman that you're with. Yeah. If you if you have a happy life with her, that's great. But it's, it is going to affect our relationship because I can't speak Korean to her. Mm-hmm. So it would be nice if she could speak Korean. But if not, I understand because I won't be here. It'll be your wife, your kid. But my dad didn't understand that. I was still his son and I was under his protection. Yeah, so yeah. I have to do what he, what he tells me to do. Mm. And... Until he came to that realization, it was just we would butt heads all the fucking time because yeah. it's, I know what's best for you. Why won't you do what's best for you? Why won't you do what's best for you? Mm-hmm. Or is it what's best for you, you know? And yeah. that's just, it's, it's going to be something that we're going to have to deal with too because I've also inherited the habits that I hated from him. I inherited it too. <laughs> and I found that in my relationship with Mariel. I, I learned so like from my therapist, she was just saying like, we're going to practice more assertive communication. And I'm like, fantastic, (laughs) that's great. Yeah, assertive communication. Because like, I feel like, I think I come from a very like avoidant family, Mm -hmm. like a super avoidant family. Cause like my mom is like highly anxious about a lot of things and she's always worried about what other people think about her and like what her actions speak. And she always treats other people better um, than like, um, just, I guess like the people like closest. Right. But I feel like that also. Kind oh of just, girl. I, I feel that too. Oh, you know? I, I know what you said. I know what, yeah. ooh, I know what you then, said. Oh, then, like, I know what you said. Yeah. And so then, so my, my dad, so m- there was a time where I was fighting with my mom and like, we just had a disagreement and I was just standing my ground. And I just remember, uh, there was a time where I went out with my dad and we were driving in the car and he was saying like, Hey, you know, I got to tell you like, you know, you got to stop fighting with your mom. And I was like, why? And then he was like, because she's your mom. And I was like, just because I was like, I was yeah. like, just because she's my mom doesn't mean that I can't fight with her. Right. Yeah. And then he was like, look, trust me, after all these years of marriage as your mom, it's better to just concede and let her have her way. And I was like, it's like, well, dad, I ain't no pussy like you, <laughs> yeah. all right? And I, I basically told him, I was like, look, dad, it's like, you know, you can do that yourself. But where has that gotten you? Yeah, right. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, you're unhappy, dad. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you're unhappy. Right. And it's like, for me, it's like, I'm still fighting because like, I want to change. Like, I want us to have like, I want us to be able to like change something about our dynamic, you know, mm-hmm. because like, I don't want mom to have to be anxious all the time. Right. But then I also don't want her to have to like rag on me all the time either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then my dad was like, I was like, oh, that's just like caused like so much trouble. And I was like, no. Yeah. I, I was like, look, I've done that before. And in the end, I just got hurt. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. You know? And then, so he like left it at that and he didn't really want to talk about that. But like, my dad is like also like not a very confrontational person. Like he's kind of a quiet guy. And then with my mom is also the same thing, right? It's like, she doesn't like for something that's very important to her, she doesn't like to confront it. But then like, she has no problem just nitpicking at me and like all of my flaws. And I'm like, thank you, mom. Thank you so much. (laughs) And I think, I think like my therapist was basically telling me, it's like, you know, like, cause I already told her, like a lot of the times when I'm like talking to her, I'm like, I know all these things. I, I understand all these things. Like I can never control other people's actions. I can't control like what they think about me and blah, blah, blah. And I can't control like what my mom says. So I just like, I just don't like what the things that she says, she says to me. Right. And she just basically says like, you know, uh, now we just need to practice on how you react to it. Like all you can do is just how you respond to it. Yeah. It's and like then, the thing that's in your locus of control. Exactly. Yeah. And so she was saying like, yeah, you know, like if your mom says like, oh, you're a messy person, just be like. Okay, thanks. Yeah. You know, it's just like, like you know, like you don't. She was, she was basically telling me you have the option to not be angry and react to it, and I was like, 
That is so hard, lady. Oh like, no, no, that okay. That is so I mean, that's hard. great advice. A lot easier said than done. Of course, because it's like you know somebody just comes by you and they go, "What's up, bitch?" I'm yeah. like, "Well, I have the uh, <laughs> yeah. option to ignore the fact that this man called me a bitch, and I could just da, 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 da. way easier said than done." Yeah, and you know. What I'm finding out too, specifically in comments and when I, you know, people message me or whatever, yeah, is that because you know me, I'm not an avoided person. You <laughs> no, know? you're not. <laughs> I'm not a very avoidant person. Which I think I admire about you because, like, that's everything about me. Where I'm like, I'm avoidant, but I admire people who can be confrontational because I'm yeah. like, man, how do I get that? <laughs> well, now I've become somebody who's not avoidant. Who's I'm? Not, it's not even like I'm not like that by nature. It's just how my mom is, and so yeah. I've inherited that. Mm-hmm. I'm also, I've, but as I've gotten older, I've just learned to be a lot more tactful, mm-hmm. right? Because before it would be somebody would do something that's super annoying or, you know, super out of pocket. And I would tell them to shut the fuck up and get the fuck away from me. Mm-hmm. And now I navigate those situations a lot better. I either stay away from those situations or I can embarrass them in a different and a nicer way, <laughs> you know? So, I, and I, what I realized, you know, going back to the whole common thing is that yeah. I will tell stories about me being very, very abrasive. And I guess like me calling people out. Uh-huh. And other people, you know, sometimes you would read comments and they say, oh, that didn't happen. There's no way. I was like, oh, because you're an avoidant person. <laughs> I'm not that person. <laughs> you know, but what I'm saying is that yeah. I think a mo- majority of people are like that. So when they hear stories about me where I tell these people and I have other people on the podcast who can corroborate these stories that I've, I'm literally like this. Mm-hmm. They don't believe it. They go, no way, because I don't do that because I would never. Oh, I would feel I would die on the inside. I don't die on the inside. I'm not a very avoidant person when it comes to confrontation. And the reason why I say that or the reason why I live like that is because I have a habit of having things eat me up on the inside. So I need to fix these issues now Uh because I need to progress with my day. Yeah. So, for example, uh, when I was back home, my my parents, my brother and my dad got into a fight. They always get into a fight. And the reason why they fight till this day is because they're fucking twins. They are exactly like each other. That's why me and my mom argue, yeah. right? But the difference between me and my dad, my dad and my brother and me and my mom is that my mom, me and my, my, me and my mother, we understand that we're so fucking similar. So we can hash our shit out real quick. Mm-hmm. The problem with my brother and my dad is they don't realize how similar they are to each other. So they always think that they're better than each other. That's so true. I feel like my older brother is like similar to my dad in a lot of ways. <laughs> because like my older brother is quiet, but he's like very lively as well too. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, like he's, no, he's super funny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you met him pretty yeah. briefly. Yeah. 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 But like, um, yeah, like with me and my mom, I feel like we're similar in a lot of ways, which is probably why we clash a lot too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to happen that way too. <laughs> and also too, because you're living at home now, yeah. you're just, it doesn't matter who you're with. It could be your best friend, somebody that you have everything in common. Proximity makes you go crazy yeah. because after a while, just the little things start to bother you. Mm-hmm. These small things that normally you could just not have to worry about. And Mariel put it to me the best. She goes, you know, when we were uh, going through our rough patch, I go, you know, sometimes I feel that you have, you show more understanding to your friends and to your other peers than you do to you meet your, like the person yeah, that you're yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. And I think for her, how she explained it too was, you know, she's an avoidant person, but I can avoid issues with other people because I'm only going to see them once mm-hmm. in the next two, three months. Mm-hmm. So why bring up something and ruin this moment when I'm not going to even see them for the next couple of months? I was like, but with you, I'm living with you. So it just eats at me all the time. And so I have to say it. And so yeah. we had to find a perfect medium of like, listen, there are times when there are battles that should be fought and things that you should be, that should be left alone. Mm-hmm. And you have to process that in your head first before you go ahead and shit on me. Right. There are things that I fuck up on that I have to fix. Those things bring it up to me. Mm-hmm. But if it's like he left chopsticks on the table, right, put it in the sink. And I'm like, 
you do that stuff too sometimes, it doesn't bother me because I just take it and I just put it in the sink. Right, right. I don't have to always feel like I have to vocalize things that that bother me all the time when I could just fix it on the spot and then move on from it. Yeah, yeah. Because we're not looking for each other to be perfect human beings. We're looking, we're partners. We're gonna fill in the gaps that I can't fill in personally and you're gonna fill in that gap mm -hmm. for me and I'll do the same for you. So when we have so many things to worry about, we have to learn how to let things go. Parents, on the other hand, Asian parents don't understand that concept. Yeah. It's every little fucking thing matters, and I need to address it. If I don't address this for my kids, they're going to become a shitty person. Mm -hmm. If they're a shitty person, it reflects me, affects on me and the family. Then other yeah. people will say, you raised a piece of shit daughter, and then I have to deal with that. Don't you know what I'm going through, Julia? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yep, exactly. That's the, what my mom tells me all the fucking time. Why? Because, like, I don't like, know. Like, you live in a fucking, what are you, like, she in a Chinese dynasty? Like, what, what is this? You know what I mean? <laughs> Did you know what the emperor said about our Place. Like, no, relax, yeah, man. Yeah. And, you know, specifically, I grew up at a church. Uh -huh. And um, the last time my mom ever said this to me, I flipped the fuck out. And because I got so sick of this, I heard this my whole life was, yeah. do you understand how you reflected on us in the Korean community? And I looked at her and I said, fuck them. I was like, mm -hmm. I could give a fuck less about them. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, these people do not matter to me. They are going to die. I'm going to die. Do you think that I'm going to live my life to my very last breath based on what these people think about us and our family when they don't know what's going on in our day-to-day -day lives? Yeah. Fuck those people. They don't, I don't care about them. Yeah, yeah. And they shouldn't care about me. If their whole life revolves around them worrying about what we do because, mm -hmm. I don't know, I shaved my head or something, so clearly I'm a gangster now. <sighs> this kid who played Yu-Gi-Oh cards, <laughs> you know, yeah. I guess I'm gangbanging on the weekends after I fucking play <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh with my friends. Relax, yeah. mom. Like, cut that shit out. But, you know, for us being a part of a church community because my father was a pastor. Yeah. People, Asian people be gossiping, man. Yeah, all the fucking time. All bro. they do is gossip all the fucking time. Yeah. But that's why my dad's not a part of these Korean churches anymore because it was like ruining our personal family life. Mm -hmm. And it made me feel as a kid, especially, you know, as a pastor, you're you're tending to so many other people around you, you yeah. feel neglected as a child. Yeah. Like you're so good with other people, but how come you can't show that same love and care to me mm -hmm. and my brother? Because you're so understanding, you listen to their stories, but every time I say something, you think that I'm dumb. Dude, I feel I feel that same way like cuz my mom, you know, she just cuts hair, right? And yeah. so like I think she, you know, like I think she really prides herself in doing that. And I think she should, you know, because, you know, she that's that's her job, you know, that's, that's what her craft, yeah. That, yeah, that's what she's been doing, right? But it gets a little too much at times. And um I feel like whenever she does something nice for the family, it, it almost feels like at the expense of like being her emotional punching bag because it's like, oh, it's like, you know, I took time out of my day and I made you this food and you're not even eating it. And I'm just like, I'm, I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Like, I didn't ask you to schedule this time out. And, you know, like you just you kind of did it. Right. And like when I say that, it sucks because it's just kind of like I'm not trying to be a bad daughter. And it's like I'm not trying to also be inconsiderate, but it sounds so inconsiderate because it's like somebody who did take time out of their day made food for me, right? Yeah, and that's, the, that's your empathy side, which is a really good thing to have, yeah. And you know, and I'm just like, fuck, right? But then also another part is like, why are you getting mad at me? It's like, why are you getting mad at me for? It's like, well, what? It, and how I see it now is that, you know, when parents do this, it becomes habit form where to the point where originally the idea, especially when you see a kid growing up, is that I'm doing it for you, but it becomes a point where they're doing it for themselves. Yeah. I want to be important in your life. Exactly. I want to be somebody that's still needed in your life. So exactly. I have to make this food because exactly. if I don't make this food for you, then you don't have a purpose for me. Dude, you know this, this other day? 
like literally like yesterday, <sighs> my mom, she was so, so I'm on vacation right now, right? Which is why I could be on here hanging out with you, right? So I'm on vacation, like I was able to get like a month off of work, right? Just because I haven't had a break for like the past two years or even like several years like it is very it's very asian of you yeah no like literally like right after right after youtube right Mm -hmm. i got a job like a week after immediately and i honestly thought it was going to take me like two to three months to find a job but i got it like so quickly that i was like okay i guess i'll just go with it right because like this is opportunity yeah this is my this is my chance to be in animation right and then I was just working and then like two years go by and I'm like, what the fuck happened? And so like I, I um, luckily like the next project that I'm on, um, they don't necessarily need me like right away. So like I was able to get this month off, right? And so my mom knows that I'm on vacation and just the other day she was like, was like, what good are you when you're on vacation? And I was like, oh. I was like, that is so mean, I don't mom. take vacations. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. She was like, I said, I don't take vacations, you know. I was like, like well, look at you. You're yeah. stressed the fuck out all the time. Go take a fucking vacation. <laughs> and she was literally complaining about all the things that she had to do, which is a lot. You know, I get like as a homeowner, there's a lot of things you need to attend to. You know, yeah, you got to yeah, attend yeah. to like your uh, your landscape outside. Right. And then you also have to like, clean the house and blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's like I'm more than happy to help my mom with these things. Right. But she was just on a rampage of just complaining about like all the things that she needed to do right and then how she doesn't have enough time and then you know like she's working it's like oh you know like i would love to have a vacation and i told her i was like you could you own your own business (laughs) exactly that's exactly what i told her and i was like look i was fortunate enough that my company is big enough where there's people that are able to cover me if they need somebody of like a similar position right so that i could take this break right and then she just just belittled everything about it and then she was just like he's like ha ha i was like i was like oh i was like i can't take a vacation people need me and he's like you think that my customers will wait around for two weeks if i took a two-week vacation and i was like yes yes they would and she was like ha no jokes on you they will find somebody else and i was like well see that's what i'm thinking like what the hell? like your, your mom literally does that thing where you know it's like she, she's basically gaslighting people oh. you know because it's, it's it's, she's making it sound as if it's I do this for them. Yeah. It's like no, you do it for you because yeah. it gives you purpose. And like I see that right, and I think that's what that what makes her like really anxious, right? Because she she's in the cycle of feeling that she, like she's getting fulfillment from her customers. Yes. Because like it's a need of hers to feel needed and to feel wanted, right? And if she doesn't have that, then that just makes her really anxious, and then it she just loses makes her, her purpose. Think, exactly, and so like. I was just trying to, because there was a time where she was telling me about a story about how there was a customer that left and then came back because she had a botched hair job. And she was like, oh, can you please fix it? You're the only one that can fix my hair. And my mom was like, I charged her the same price. And she was like proud about that. And I was like, why would you do that? It's like, it's like, I was like, I mean, good for you that she came back to you and she sees the value in you. But it's like, you should have just charged her more. And then she was like, but why? And I was like, because she didn't care about you the first time around. <laughs> yeah. You know, she left you so you can charge her more if she's that desperate to get a haircut from you. Right. And because like my mom was at that time too, in within that conversation, she was complaining that she couldn't charge enough. You know, like, because, um, like, she wants to be able to charge, but she's afraid to charge more because she's afraid of losing her customer base. So, like, a lot of the things that she's doing, like, which I feel, I see myself and my mom a lot where I'm like, you're avoiding a lot of these things and like you should just do it and just be okay with it, right? It's just, anyways, it's a scary thing. Like I said, for is, her, it's, yeah. a, it's a dependent thing of like to be wanted. This is why she does the food thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. she creates this food for you 
because she wants to feel like this is the per- that's why a lot of Asian parents and I'm pretty sure other people can attest to this too. I'm not sure if you have ever asked your parents to teach you how to cook something and they just go, I'll just do it. You know what? No, why? no, my, my mom has taught like, me. Yeah. My, but I've seen this a lot, especially with my mom. I know why she does this is because she doesn't want me to make something that she could make because I don't need her to make it anymore. Oh. You know, it fucks with her a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, you know, for her, you know, if I told her this too, I was like, it doesn't matter if you think I can make it better. Yeah. I'm still going to want you to make it. Yeah. You know, because that type of food stuff, it's not just food. It's, it's an emotional connection I have towards my mom. That's like our relationship. Like, yeah. I'm not going to take this recipe and be like, I don't need you to make it anymore. No, motherfucker. If you're going to make it, I'm going to take it from you. You know? <laughs> right, right. Like, it's going to, like, when I went back home recently, <laughs> I was like literally eating the food. I take one bite and she goes, what do you think? I'm like, let me chew. Let me <laughs> swallow. Let me taste. Be quiet. And she goes, I just want to know if it's good. I was like, I don't know yet. Let me fucking, let me, let me eat. And so as I'm like eating, she's just like, I'm, Literally chewing the food, and she goes, "What's the taste like? Is it good?" I'm like, "Listen, I, hey, let me eat in peace." Yeah. I was like, "If it wasn't good, do you think I would be devouring this food in front of you? Like, let me eat, and then I'll tell you it's good." She goes, "I just want to know." I was like, "I can't let you know because food is in my <laughs> mouth." <laughs> you know? It's just like after I ate, she goes, "Did you think it's good?" And I'm like, "There's nothing in this bowl." <laughs> There's nothing in here. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I was like, I'll give you the verbal affirmation, but you got to let me, you got to let me say it. Like, don't force it out of me. <laughs> the most common one that I've been hearing from my mom recently is, is it too salty? I honestly think she's losing her taste at the moment. Oh, really? Like, because like, I think, I, I, I don't know. I feel like after like a threshold, right? If you've been eating salty foods for a while, all you just want it is to be like saltier, I guess. Oh, for sure. Like when I, when I uh, got done with the whole COVID thing yeah. and, you know, for those 10 days or seven days, seven or eight days that I was in the hotel, yeah. I was only eating salads, no dressing, no nothing. Yeah. And then a um, few months after I started getting my taste back, yeah. I, everything was hella salty. Like I couldn't eat chips because it would burn my mouth. Because I'm just not used to that like yeah, sodium yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So exactly. it was super, super rough. But yeah, you know, it's kind of cool that you're talking about this because I feel like a lot of young girls in your position, they also deal with this. And being super avoidant of these situations, though, is very uncomfortable. At the end of the situation, I'm not saying that people should do this with their parents because you're trying to, you know, sun them or show them up. Yeah. I'm saying that do this so you could end up with a better relationship with them. Yeah, like have inner peace about that. Like, yeah, because... Like, Because I think, you know, we all have an idea of, like, what we want our relationship with our parents are. And, like, sometimes we kind of have to just be flexible on that idea. Because, like, not – because, like, you know, like, oh, I just want everything to be fine and dandy between my parents, right? But, like, I know they're not fine and dandy. I know that, like, they're not happy. And it would suck for your parents to pass away and then for you to hold resentment towards them. And I think that's the end goal. Yeah. Everybody wants to avoid the immediate discomfort in the beginning. Yeah. Because it hurts. Yeah. But a lot of great things happen because of the discomfort that you face. It's growing pains. It's literally growing pains. Mm -hmm. And so you have to face that situation to kind of work towards something better. It's going to suck. And that's the thing, too. Sometimes when I talk about the stuff and I talk about my personal situations, like I say, they go, it's easy for you. Who the fuck said it was easy? Who in the fuck? Like, I never said it happened overnight. I'm saying it was a struggle. It was a lot of tears, a lot of fighting, Mm -hmm. a lot of screaming, a lot of yelling, a lot of, like, therapy for me trying to understand why my father does his things, does the things that he, uh, he does. 
And it was such a fucking struggle. And a yeah. lot of the times too, we forget that, you know, when we're kind of in our own shit and we're in our own pain, we don't really care about what somebody else is going through. Yeah, yeah. So having to deal with those emotions while you're trying to better your life, but still kind of be mindful of them is another fucking struggle that you have to deal with. Yeah, I definitely realized that like, even though like we kind of view our parents as like, you're supposed to know everything kind of, kind of deal. And like, it's like, and it's shit. like, it's like, you're supposed to be able to like adjust for me. Right. And, um, I think my therapist like was saying like, you know, like it's a learning process for both you and your parent. Right. It's like, it's going to take some time. And I think it just like really hit where I was like, you know, like all this time, like I wanted my mom to just understand, like, it's like, you know, like, like, why isn't she like just listening like to what I'm saying? Like, why is it that she keeps asking the same thing over and over and over again? And then it just kind of hit me. I was like, you know, I just want one day when she asked that same question again, I don't have the reaction that I have now, which is like immediate like anger or just like annoyance or whatever. Right. Like I want to be able to like take it in and be like, oh, that's mom, you know, yeah, yeah, and just yeah. like take it in with like a very light heart and be like, that's just who she is. Right. I had explained to my mom because she has this one annoying behavior where she has to get her way. Yeah. And I told her, she goes, and her response to me after, you know, and this was not even that long. It was like maybe a couple months ago. And cause we talk on the phone every other day mm-hmm. and I go, Hey, you got to stop doing that shit. Like that stuff annoys the hell out of me. And I don't want to do She goes, well, that's just how I am. So you have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, listen, I actually don't have to deal with it. <laughs> I, I could just stop calling you. Yeah. I'm like, you got to stop doing this stuff. And she goes, well, this is just the habit that I have. I was like, well, just because it's something that you do doesn't mean that it's good. Right. And it doesn't mean that people have to stay, stay around for it. I was right. like, you got to change this shit. I was like, you have a very, very short temper. I was like, it's worse than mine. And every time people don't do the things that you tell them to do, you decide that it's okay to just go off. Yeah. I'm like, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I said, listen, you have 20, maybe 20 good years left in this world. Right. And yeah. I was like, I have another maybe, you know, 40. Yeah. Those 20 years that that we're spending together, I want it to be happy. I don't want to fight. I don't want to do anything else. If you're telling me that I have to stay around for your bad behaviors because you don't want to change it, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I was like, you got to stop doing this. Mm-hmm. I was like, control this shit. She goes, I'm old. I can't change. I was like, I don't believe that shit. I was like, you can change. You don't want to change because it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because you feel that because you have whatever X amount of years that you've lived that you're done. Like you're not done because we're still going to have a relationship. So unless you want us to not talk on the phone, then you got to fucking fix this thing. Mm -hmm. And so she says, and basically what it was is that I told her that she likes to complain about my habits too much on mm-hmm. the phone. I was like, when we talk, if it's just about you chastising me, yeah. we're not having conversations. Yeah. I'm like, you got you to gotta bring something else to the table besides you complaining about the stuff that I'm not doing right. Mm-hmm. And so she's, she's getting better. She goes, well, let me just complain a little bit. I was like, fine, complain a little bit. But when I tell you it's too much, you have to stop. She goes, okay, let me just say this. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> That's okay. cute. So That's we kind of, you know, we meet in yeah, the middle. Like, right, so right. as long as she's trying, yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. If it's, you're wrong, I'm not going to try it, then hey, guess what? When I have a kid and I will not allow my child to be around that, mm-hmm. right? Because now this is my child. And so you have to respect these roles. If you don't respect yeah. me as an adult and an individual, you're not going to respect the, my, the choices that I have for this kid that I have in the future. Yeah. And those, look, those conversations are fucking hard for me, guys. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. I'm not telling you, go out there and do what I do. It's easy. No, that shit was uncomfortable. It's hard for me to talk to my parents like that. Yeah. It's hard for me to tell this woman who raised me as a child mm-hmm. that this is what you have to do to make our relationship better because now I'm stepping into an, a role as an equal versus me as a child talking to a parent. Right. And that's uncomfortable. 
Oh, super, it's super weird. uncomfortable, yeah. It's weird that I have to tell my parents these things. It's weird, too, for me as an adult that I have to do things for my parents that they were able to do their whole life, but now that they're older, they can't do. Mm-hmm. These are, like, realities that are setting in for me as a kid. Like, my dad was telling me the other day, he's like, oh, your mom's getting a little more forgetful now that she's older. Mm-hmm. And I do a lot of things around the house, not because that I feel like I have to, or because I want to, because I feel like I have to, because she's older now. She's mm-hmm. not as strong as she used to be. Yeah. So I, I'm not thinking about this because my thinking my I'm thinking my parents are going to be around forever. Right. But my yeah. dad, he doesn't think that. He sees her as her his wife. Mm-hmm. And he sees that my mom can't pick up things as well as she used to. Yeah. She's physically not as strong as she used to. Yeah. Used to be. And, yeah. you know, that's why when they retire, they're retiring this year. Like, I'm going to be spending a lot of, like, close time with them. Oh, that's good. Because, well, she just, you know, Asian people, they don't ever want to work on their health the way that they're supposed to. You know? <sighs> yeah. I'm like, hey, bitch. How about you stop eating salt for breakfast, huh? <laughs> Eat a fucking vegetable that's not cooked down. Have, yeah. have a fucking raw broccoli every now and then. But she's like, no, no, no. This is this stuff is good for you. It's just like a pound of salt. Yeah. You know, because kimchi, every, every every Korean side dish is salt. Yeah. I'm like, hey, stop. And she goes, and like for she goes, oh, I ate healthier today. I'm like, what did you eat? She goes, I just had melons today. I'm like, bitch, fucking Dude. who said that that was healthier? It's so true. Like. When I see my parents, I'm like, oh, my God, you guys are getting, like, so much older. And I'm, like, thinking about, like, how old they are. Like, my dad was born in 1950. Shit, dude. Yeah. He's, like, turning 72 this year. Yeah, my mom's around that age, too. Oh, my God. It's, like, insane to me because I'm like, oh, my God. I'm yeah. like, you're so old. And, like, you know, and my dad has been, like, really wholesome lately. Like, super wholesome. Like, um, I would try to, like, take the dogs out, like, around 6, six to take them out to the park so they can, like, run around and stuff like that. Right? And I've invited my dad to come with me. And one time like that we did go, I was like, hey, you know, you know, dad, what sounds really good right now? And he was like, what? I was like a smoothie. And he was like, all right, yeah, let's go get a smoothie. Right. And so now every time we walked and I feel like it's become some sort of like tradition or just a habit at this point. Like every time we go and walk the dogs, he was like, hey, you want to get a smoothie first? And then we'll go walk the dogs. And I'm like, oh, that's so cute, you know. And like there was another time where um, he was saying like that he needed a new pair of glasses and he needed like the progressive lenses where it's just like that kind of like the bifocal, but like a more gradient kind of lens. And um, he was telling me that he lost his pair because I noticed he was wearing a different pair. And I told him, I was like, oh, yeah, let's just go to this glasses place like Jin's, you know, like I think they're great. Like they work for like Asian faces really, really well. And um, my dad was like, OK, yeah, sure. And I was like, well, how much did your other pair cost? And he was like, four hundred sixty dollars. And I was like, four hundred sixty dollars. I was like, where did you Can get he from? see through walls? Within, yeah. What do you mean four hundred sixty dollars? God damn. I was like, is that with insurance? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, where did you get it? And he was like, America's best. I'm like, oh, we're going to fucking gins. Like, I yeah. fucking care. Like, I'm taking you with me. Right. So I take him to like the Santa Anita Mall and um, he like tries out a different bunch. And like he was like, OK, cool. And we we get the we get the glasses and it was two hundred sixty dollars. Yeah. Or sorry. Sorry. Not two hundred sixty. Two hundred forty. And yeah. it was like they were having a sale, I think, that day. It was like 40% off, but it was like 240 bucks for the lenses that he need, and it fits on his face better. And it was just insane. And he was like so starstruck. He was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And he kept looking at the receipt. It was just really cute. And, and people love deals. It gives him boners. He felt alive again. He's he like, did. I'm having sex with your mom tonight. I saved $200. <laughs> yeah. And so then like you know, afterwards, he was like, oh, I'm thirsty. And I was like, oh, there's a tea shop like in um, in uh, in the mall. Like we'll just go there. And then he saw a Dyson when he went in. And he had a, he had a great time. And his glasses were going to come in like a month later. And so then when they came in, he like called me and he was like, 
oh, hey, my glasses are here. Do you want to go and uh, pick them up, uh, go to the mall, pick them up, and maybe get some tea? And I was like, okay, yeah, sure, you know? And I was just like, oh, my God, my dad's getting so old. And he's just like... Oh, he's just like spending Dude. time? I mean, no, he does, you know? But, like, it's very rare, right? But it was just like, it was, it was a nice occasion. And, like, with my mom, like... I spend time with her, like, in the kitchen, and I think there was, like, this time where, like, she made chicken, and it's, like, been a long time. You know what's so weird, actually? Your mm. mom actually fulfills the role of a typical Asian dad. Oh, <laughs> dude, yes. How? I mean, she's a Tiger mom. Yeah, but yeah. she's, like, that's very interesting. Yeah. Because your mom my reminds me of my dad, and your dad reminds me of my mom. Yeah, my dad's literally a banana. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, he moved here when he was 13. Oh, okay. So he's, like, yeah. all about America, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, my mom, she, I think she came in when she was, like, 19, 20. Oh, okay. Right in here, so, like, a lot of, like, the traditions, like, pretty, pretty much stuck, stuck mm-hmm. to her. But, yeah, like, the other day, so, like, my mom, she made chicken. And it's been a while since she made chicken, right? And it was like, it was pretty good. And then she was like, oh, here, I like have this uh, dragon fruit. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. Like I'll, I'll eat this dragon fruit, right? And I ate a whole one. And like that night I shat so much. I literally thought I was dying. Like I literally <laughs> thought I was dying. And I was just like, what the hell's going on? Like I shat earlier mm-hmm. in the day. Why am I shitting again? It's like, I, I only do like maybe like one Does dragon shit. fruit fuck you up like that? Dude, so then, so then the next morning, I come downstairs and my mom was like washing dishes and she like looked at me. She's like, hey, did you poop? And I was like, what are you talking about? And then she, because I was like, I don't know where she's getting at with this conversation. And she was like, you know, like, did you poop? You feel cleansed. And I was like, uh, I did poop. I poisoned you. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I I'm did poop. I'm trying to make poop. you skinnier. And I was like, yes, I did poop. She's like, yeah, dragon fruit would do that. And I was like, that was a dragon fruit. It was like, I thought I was literally dying because I thought it might have been food poisoning with the yeah, chicken. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And then she was like, yeah. And I was like, why didn't you tell me? She's like, I thought you knew. And I was like, bitch, I didn't know like, that who, dragon who the fruit was making know that shit, shit so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if anyone is having, like, uh, digestive issues or constipation, dragon fruit is great. Just eat, like. A third first. Get that tested Why out. Why would your mom just give you something that she knows is going to make you explode? Like That's the funniest thing. She goes, you know what? Let's give her some dragon fruit. She I needs know. to shit a little bit more today. <laughs> so fucking funny. Yeah. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode of oh, shit. the Genius Brain Podcast. Night and, sh- night and short and sweet. Wow. <laughs> night and short and sweet. That went by um, so fast. Or so are you going to start going? Well, you're not, you're not really doing social media as much, so... Uh, no, I tried to do a little bit, like kind of like test it out to see how I feel about it. I yeah. think I think I'm going to try to post one TikTok. I'm I'm, I'm gonna keep the bar low. Just one TikTok. Hey, dude. just have, one TikTok. Just fucking have fun with it. What was what's the, what's your um, uh, Instagram again? X Blue Apples. X Blue Apples with a Z. With a Z at the end, yeah. Okay, you can check Julia Chow on that, and you know, hopefully, she'll start her YouTube channel. <laughs> you know, it's been about fucking ten years, but yeah, 10 you know, years she'll she'll start it soon. Genius Brand every Sundays at twelve p.m., and we will catch you all next time. Peace. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.